Welcome everybody. Welcome back to the murder shed after a uh, couple week absence. I think it's been a couple mm -hmm. weeks. Yeah, I think two weeks. We missed the last two episodes. Yeah, you've been uh, doing your thing. I mean, I know you've been, you know, mm -hmm. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, fucking aching for some acres. <laughs> so uh, we are back, and but we'd like to tonight. We are going to be doing. Sorry, I have to get like back into it. Like I'm kind of like. Yeah. I'm a little rusty right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so tonight we will be doing Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Mm -hmm. I will be covering that, doing, giving a small review. Gavin, you are doing... Tamara Samsonova. Which is? She's known as Granny Ripper, or uh, Baba Yaga is another really popular one. Boogeyman. Uh, yeah, serial killer in Russia. Um, do you want to go ahead and start with that, or do you want to do yours first? Uh, I can go ahead and, I mean, throw out the Henry stuff real quick. Uh, yeah, Because I also, also have a couple things I wanted to mention about, uh, we had a couple, I want to give a couple shout-outs, you know, to those, the, yeah. the fans that uh, enjoy the show. Uh, Missy Akers, mm -hmm. which is, hmm, sounds familiar. Yep. Uh, My mom. Yeah. <laughs> Big shout-out there. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. uh, Jessica you. Miller. Um, let's see, Austin Vincent. Shout-out to you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, anyone else who'd like a shout out at all, just let me know. Uh, send us a message on Instagram or whatever. Uh, email us, whatever you got to do. Mm -hmm. So thank you very, very much for listening. We also have listeners now in what I said, Australia. I believe so. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. So you know, that's 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 great. I mean, oh, it's yeah, like every absolutely. time I get on there to look, I see these new places, mm -hmm. and that's that's so so awesome. Uh, so first off, I want to start with as I said, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. I had you watch that yep. semi-recently. A mm -hmm. couple weeks, maybe a bit longer. I uh, actually recommended it to a few people. Mm -hmm. So what was your initial thoughts? Just like a quick like... I mean, it definitely wasn't bad. I mean, I, I think it was a bit slow at times, but it's it's more... It's not like, you know, uh, you're, you're not going to go into it expecting like John Wick or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, it's uh, what I would what I would consider to be a realistic... Yeah. representation of, you know, an alleged serial killer. Yeah, I can see that. And obviously, uh, we know it was based on Henry Lee Lucas. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 and I, I gotta use this term, very loosely based on Henry Lee Lucas. Henry Lee Lucas, I had planned on doing an episode on him solely, but I, I don't want to because there's so many unanswered questions. There's so much that we think we know, and I don't want to cover stuff that, I don't want to cover, like, what ifs, or, mm -hmm. you know, hearsay, or whatever. He killed his mom, we know that. Um, there's a documentary on, was it Netflix or Hulu? Uh, I think it was. I think it was, I think it was Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, uh, called uh, The Confession Killer. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to know anything about Henry Lucas' story, watch that. It is, uh, it's like a yo-yo. <laughs> Or it will give you whiplash because it goes back and forth, back and forth. He did it. He didn't do it. He did it. He didn't do it. This person says he did. This person said he didn't. He says he didn't. Uh, it's a whole thing. And as I said, I, after watching that, because I knew a little bit about him at first, but after watching that, I was just like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to do the speculation. You know, this, right. this isn't confirmed, but this isn't confirmed, but, you know, constantly doing that because there's just not enough material when it comes to like things that he actually did he was a compulsive liar mm -hmm. and he lied about a lot of things he lied to, to gain his fame so i'm not going to go over someone who 
we know really nothing about in the sense of like what he actually done, the crimes he committed. But I will, as I said, I, I'll look at this as a whole different thing, the movie, because it is. Uh, this Henry actually does kill people, which is, you know. So this is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. It was a 1986 American psychological horror film. It was directed and co-written by John, I want to say his name is McNaughton. McNaughton. They, it's, it's always his last names. <laughs> it's like, it can't just be Smith. Uh, and Richard Fryer. Richard Fire. Not Fryer. Fire. Richard Fire. That's hard to say together. Um, but uh, John McNaughton, or McNutton, or McNaughton, or whatever the hell, directed it. So that's the last time I'm going to say his name. Uh, it stars Michael Roker, Tom Towles, and Tracy Arnold. Uh, Michael Roker, you might know from The Walking Dead or Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Who did he play in that? I'm not like Yondu. a... Yondu. Okay, yeah, I'm not a big watcher, so I don't really... Uh, so he plays that. So he blew up. I mean, going from this to that, you know, like this low-budget movie that, you know, its budget was $110,000. $110,000 was the budget for this movie. And it made $609,000. Pretty good return. Yeah, it's a very good return. I mean, you know, considering, I mean, I'm sure they didn't really think they were going to make much off of it. I mean, now probably more so because Henry Roker is more, uh, he's more of a, I guess I really can't, Michael Roker, I'm sorry, I don't know why I say Henry Roker, I'm thinking about the movie. <laughs> Michael Roker is more of a, he's not really a household name at this point, but he's familiar. Mm -hmm. If you saw him, you would say, oh, he's from yeah. Walking Dead or Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. Uh, and he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Oh, Absolutely. Um, the runtime is 83 minutes. Uh, it's in English. So, you know, it was, uh, as I said, it was shot in 1986. Henry's a psychotic, psychopathic drifter who murders scores of people, men, women, and children. As he travels throughout America, he migrates to Chicago where he stops at a diner, eats dinner, and later murders the elderly proprietors of a liquor store. Otis, which is funny because they call him Otis in this movie, but his name in real life was Otis. Hmm. That's that's kind of funny. I, I'm wondering if at this point they they were when they did their research they were more of reading it. Right. But his name was actually Otis, which yeah, could is be. odd. Which is a, and he was <laughs> like full blown like not all there. He was I mean not in like a crazy sense. He was just mentally disabled. Mm, gotcha. Um, Otis Henry's prison friend picks up his sister Becky and brings her back to the apartment that he shares with Henry. Later that night, Becky asked Henry about the murder of his mother, which in real life, we know that Henry did kill his mother. There are some things in this movie that do, like uh, the Becky thing. Becky, uh, I think Otis was actually Becky's uncle in real life. or mm -hmm. uh, her, She was his uncle. He was her uncle in real life. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. <coughs> she was her. Did I say it again? He was, her, so. he was her fucking uncle. <laughs> Fuck. In the movie, it's his sister. Which brings the light that it's even weirder because he tries to rape her and mm -hmm. he sexually, you know, kind of, I don't really know how to put it. He makes sexual advances towards her a lot in the movie. Yeah. Like really creepy sexual advances and Henry kind of has to intervene. Mm -hmm. uh, but he talks about killing his mother because she abused and humiliated him as a child, often having sex in front of him, which contradicts his other statements in which he claims to have shot her or have killed her with a bat. Becky reveals that her father raped her as a teenager. Henry discloses that he, distributed by sexual violence, 
against women and forms a seemingly protective bond with Becky. Later, when when I keep going to say Otis because I've heard it on the damn thing, Otis makes an incestuous pass at Becky. Henry violently threatens Otis. Fuck, that's that, <laughs> dude. I'm not in it. Like, what is up? <clears throat> Holy shit. I think it's because we haven't done this. Like, I got in that flow. It could be. I got in that flow for so long, and now I'm, like, trying to re, like, everything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, he violently threatens Otis. I'm just going to say Otis, because that's what his name is in the fucking documentary. So, now it's stuck in my head. Because it was such a mindfuck. They mm -hmm. kept saying Otis in the documentary, and I'm like, don't they mean Otis? Like, that's what it was in the movie. Like, right. And no, it was Otis. And I'm like, I thought that was the oddest fuck. Otis is the oddest fucking name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> that was a dad joke. Uh, who promises not to do it again. Becky indicates a romantic interest in Henry. Which really shows where her head's at. Mm -hmm. Because he really has all the uh, makings. Like You can really tell that he is a very odd guy. And plus, if you're a chick that's really into a dude that just got out of prison for murdering his mother. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean... Your priorities might be kind of off. But, uh, but yeah, so I'm not going to go over the whole movie. I'm not going to, you know, there's this is spoiler heavy, for if you didn't know that already. Most of my reviews are going to be, because I assume that when we do these movies that people, when you watch a review on something, you've already seen it and you want to hear other people's thoughts on it. Uh, there is some very hard to watch scenes in the movie for some people. Uh, there was a, like a full-blown, like, rape scene that they, because Henry and Otis would go around, they bought a video camera, or they didn't buy it, they were gonna buy it, or they were gonna buy a TV from a guy in a, in a garage, mm -hmm. and uh, he ended up, being, he, that dude was an asshole. Mm -hmm. so, he was a dick. Yeah, he was a dick, so he kind of deserved to die, and this is right after Henry gets Otis into, he kind of shows him what's up, like they're in the car with the two hookers, Henry kills his hooker, and then Otis is like, what the hell? And Otis kills his hooker, or Henry has to snap her neck or something. But Otis is, like, just so into it. He's like, oh, man, what's up with this? This is a life that I haven't got that, like, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it actually fuels Otis to be more so. Like he, But Henry's so smart about it. Henry has been on the run. Not really on the run because no one's looking for him because they don't know who's done it. He does not kill. Uh, he kills so randomly and so everywhere. He travels across America, which... In real life, Henry Lucas claimed that he had killed someone in every state, which come later find to find out that was impossible for uh, when the killings took place. He would have to have been like a bullet and just whoop, one place to another. Um, but I mean, so so the movie really the movie kind of takes the, the the real life person and makes him more so, you know, like makes him look like it pretty much makes his lies truth um but it is a good movie i said don't watch it in like the oh this is based on a true story sense look at it as its own kind of thing right don't try to compare the two but um so otis just goes on a rampage otis is a weird dude anyways he makes an advance <laughs> on that kid in the car trying to buy weed he puts his hand on his leg and oh, yeah. the kid punches him in the fucking nose yeah i forgot about that so he's weird as shit. I mean, he's trying to have sex with his sister and have sex with a teenage boy. So obviously he is a sexual deviant. Like he's oh, yeah. obviously has no preference either. So um, hookers, his sister, you know, all mm -hmm. these people. But as I said, the scene where they, they have the video camera and uh, it's an old VHS video camera. Anyone that remembers those, they are freaking huge. They're recording 
some like they they go into these people's house, they they kill them, they're raping and molesting the woman on camera. It's it's very brutal and very gritty and graphic because it looks so real. Because I think they they do it. It's all in one take because the camera never moves and never cuts. So they do this all in one continuous take. So it's very graphic and, and gruesome. Um, but you know Henry, as I said, he is a he has no remorse. You know, he, it might seem that way with, because I've heard people say with, well, I think he had a thing for Becky. I really don't think he did. I think that she was just there. He might have had a small connection to her because she was raped and sexually assaulted as a child like he was. Mm -hmm. So he might have had some kind of connection in that way, but that was it. You know, even at the end of the movie, she says, Henry, I love you. And he's like, I guess I love you too. And you don't feel that like, you don't feel the same coming from him as it did with her. You know, she's trying to get back to her kids. She wants Henry to move in with her. And at the very end of the movie, uh, they're in a hotel room. And the next scene is it shows Henry in a car by himself. And he gets out, takes a briefcase, a giant duffel bag or suitcase. It was out of a the giant suitcase. Yeah, a giant suitcase. And with blood on it. And you only <laughs> assume, obviously, that Becky is in that bag. Mm -hmm. And he dumps her on the side of the road. So, I'm telling you, when I say, like, I think that Henry had that little bit of a bond. And when he saw Otis trying to be incestuous with her, it triggered him in the sense that, like, that's how he grew up. He wasn't trying to defend her. It was more something that triggered him because of him. It was, right. like, his inner demons. And uh, he kills Otis, cuts him up in a bathtub... It's it's a super gritty ass movie, and I said for for what mm -hmm. it was, it was a low budget movie. We know that now. It was a low budget movie, and it has gained this. And it's like most movies now that were low budget back in the day. It has a cult following now. Uh, it's it's has like an uh, really a big underground following because not a lot of people, even people that are horror movie fans, when I brought this movie up to them, they're like, "Well, I don't think I've ever seen that. I've never heard of that." I hadn't. Yeah. See, so I mean. It's one of those movies. It's kind of an underground movie that has that big cult following now. Mm -hmm. Just like a lot of 80s movies. 70s and 80s type horror movies have that that big following that are kind of like hush-hush. And, uh, you know, I, it, it, it for what it is, and as I said, I give it a higher ranking because it was a low-budget movie. It's kind of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was a low-budget movie that no one thought was going to be anything. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Henry is not a Texas Chainsaw Massacre level of popular now or, you know, lucrative. But, as I said, like, it made a lot more than what anyone planned on it making. I mean, you look at the Texas Chainsaw and they're like, there are people, if you watch the making of it, they're all like, man, when we were making this movie, we were all like, oh, okay, well, you know, this will never see the light of day or, you know, and it almost didn't. You know, the mob pretty much owned Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And uh, for it to see the light of day and for it to have made what it made was a miracle. Halloween was the same way. I mean, Halloween had a higher budget. I mean, it wasn't a Hollywood-esque type budget. It was a higher budget, but look at it now. I mean, it's everyone knows it. It's a household name. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously Halloween is, but the move, Michael Myers is a household name. Right. Leatherface is a household name. Henry Lee Lucas, not so much. So, uh, if, if anyone's ever seen... Uh, Shit, uh, oh my god, Robert De Niro, Taxi Cab, or ta uh, Taxi, 
My mind wants to say taxi driver, but I don't know if that's right. Uh, it was Robert. I think it's a different movie. I, I feel like an idiot for this because people that actually would listen to this would be like, "Wow, he really doesn't know." But I'm having <laughs> such a mind like my brain is so fried from like. <laughs> uh, let's see, it was um, it came out around the same time. Robert De Niro was he was a, a cab driver. I'm pretty sure it was called Taxi or something like that, Taxi Cab or something like that. Um, let me see. I know I spelled De Niro De Niro wrong but i'm really curious now i'm pretty sure that's what it's called um but he pretty much is like a conspiracy theorist um he he's more of an anti-hero it's it's taxi driver yeah. oh look at me i was right yeah taxi driver i've okay, never cool. seen it either that's just it just sounded right to me uh, it sounded so plain to me that's why i didn't think it was <laughs> yeah. that it sounded so like taxi driver like doesn't sound very mm -hmm. uh, but yeah taxi driver Good movie. Uh, it actually has what's your name from um, I can't fucking stand her from Silence of the Lambs. Doctor oh, Lech Doctor Lecter, I whatever. I can't think. She's of a, a kid name. in it. Jodie Foster. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That she's in it. I, I just I've never been a Jodie Foster fan. I'm sorry to the listeners, but I just do not like Jodie Foster. I don't like her fucking voice. I don't like her acting. I just I do not like Jodie Foster. So she's in it as a kid. She's playing even when when Jodie Foster was a kid. She always played these sexual roles at the time, and it was like weird and shit. Like she was like a prostitute in this movie, and like it's a whole thing. But in taxi, in taxi cat, in ta yeah, taxi driver. Fuck, I'm tongue tied. I can't do this. <laughs> Sorry, everyone listening. I'm I, I know it makes it kind of funny, I guess, and it's I guess it's entertaining, but. Holy shit, man. My mind is fried. This is not a comedy podcast, goddammit. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not meant to be. But as I said, with, with Henry for being what it was, I would guess I would consider it a slasher. I don't know. Maybe? No? I mean, it's a psychological... They say it's a psychological thriller. I, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Seven was a psychological thriller, and, you know, it didn't really show him slashing people. But, I mean... I don't know. I guess I, I, I guess this movie it. would be more, but it more of a slasher type psychological thriller. So mm -hmm. for the low budget B horror movies in the eighties, I would have to give this one out of ten. I would have to give this movie, uh, I'd probably give it a, a high seven. You know, um, it is lengthy, <laughs> but it, it has good character development. Right. I mean, that's that's true. Uh, and it, you got to think it is an eighties B horror movie. Regardless, mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is. So it's not going to be fleshed out and completely, you know, it's not going to be a James Cameron type movie like where it's huge and this and that. But it is a fun watch. If you are a horror fan, it is a fun watch. I, I enjoy that movie. I could actually watch it pretty often. Like, you mm -hmm. know, I could actually find myself some days where I'm like, yeah, it's on. Or, you know, I see it on a streaming service and I click on it and I watch it. You know, uh, Michael Roker made it, was it such a good character? He played that so well. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. I think he was a better Henry Lee Lucas than Henry Lee Lucas was. The fucking toothless redneck. So, mm -hmm. um, like I said, it, it was, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's worth a watch. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you watching it. Either, it, it's one of those ones where you're either going to like it or you don't. Right. I mean, some people watch it and it's kind of like a, like, like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's long and drawn out. There's a lot of talking. But when something does happen, when the action does happen, it's 
good and it's and it's worth the wait. Like that's how almost every Quentin Tarantino movie is. Look at like the Hateful Eight or uh, Death Proof or I mean Dust from Dust Till Dawn. Any of that. All of his movies have such drawn out dialogue, but when something happens, it really grabs your attention and you're like, "Wow, Reservoir Dogs." That's another one. A lot mm-hmm. of talking, but when things happen, it grabs your attention and it was worth it. Pulp Fiction. But yeah, Pulp Fiction too. I mean, think about all the dialogue scenes. But it has iconic stuff in it. Yeah. There's so many iconic scenes in Pulp Fiction that, you know, it makes it... You look at it and think, that's a great movie. But you... Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. There was so much talking in Inglorious Bastards. I think the worst one would have to be... And I'm not saying worse isn't bad. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to the, the dialogue being stretched out. The biggest culprit. Yeah, was Death Proof. Because it's such a cool concept... And Kurt Russell is awesome in it. But it's like, there is so much talking in that movie. There's literally a scene where they're sitting in a restaurant or a bar, and the girls are at the table, and the camera is like on the table, and it kind of spins. It does that Quentin Tarantino type of camera movements, where it spins around while they're all talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, but you see Kurt Russell in the background sitting at the bar. like, But it never shows him up close. You just kind of have to see him in the background. And I'm like... Dude, this movie has a lot of fucking talking in it. Yeah. But it's good because he knows how to do that. He can make you kind of numb and just kind of zone out for a second with all the talking. And then something happens and you're like, whoa, holy sh- whoa, what the hell was it? Like, whoa, that's crazy. Like the ending of, of Death Proof. They fuck that dude up. Like that one chick sticks her fucking heel in his eye. That's brutal. Uh, have you seen Death Proof? I have not. Really? I have not. Wow. Damn. I, I did not watch many movies growing up. Wow. No death proof. Have you seen From Dust Till Dawn? I have seen that. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I had seen Pulp Fiction. I think I had seen Kill Bill when I was really See, young. See, another one. Another good example. Ta- a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. But the action. Think about when she fights uh the fucking crazy 58 or crazy 88 or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> um, Brutal. That's a very iconic scene itself. Like, when I think of Kill Bill, I think of that scene. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Um, but that's another one. That's that's just it, a lot of talking. And this movie is kind of like that in the sense, too. A lot of talking, but when things happen, it's worth it. So, as I said, I give it a hard seven for what it is. Um, definitely check it out if you can. It is recommended. I'll probably be watching it again in a couple days just because I'm talking about it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, for anyone wondering if you have seen, because I don't think anyone watching it or listening to this has seen the second one, the sequel. Mm. Forgot about that. It's an absolute dumpster fire that has just zero. I mean, it was bad. I think what happened is like with every movie and every trilogy or sequel, it's a cash grab because mm-hmm. the first one <laughs> superseded the plane, like super, like it over exceeded like. They were like, oh, $110,000 movie, yo, see what we get off this. And they made $609,000. So it's like, oh, okay, so let's make a sequel and, you know, milk this cow for what it's worth. Yep. And it just didn't. It was so, it was so bad. Like, Henry, like, moves in with these people and it, it's just, in the first one, it just made him, you you were interested in the character because he's such a mystery. And this one, it's just like. They capitalize on the killing and the violence. Like, it was like, oh, we were violent in this, so let's really... It's 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 really not worth a watch. Michael Roker is not in it. 
So Rooker or whatever. I, I, I've probably been saying his name wrong the entire time. I think I've been saying Rooker. Michael I think you've been saying Henry Lou Lucas too. Wasn't it Lee Lucas? I said Lee. I think you said Lee once. Huh. I'm pretty sure you said you said Henry Lou Lucas most. Of the wow, time. I am slipping. <laughs> See, when we, it's funny because I look listen back on some of these. Like when I do decide to do so, it's like when we do it every week. It's so easy to keep that momentum going. Yeah, it's absolutely. like it's like oh, next week here we go, bam. Next week here we go, bam, and it keeps going. Mm-hmm. So like when we take that break. Even when I hit when I when I we started recording tonight, like I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, someone, uh, let me find my stuff here. Let's do the, you know the whole thing. But yeah, so check that out. What did you watch it on Amazon? Uh, I believe it was Amazon Prime. Well, I think they just recently put it on something else too. It might have been Hulu or Netflix. They put it on there for free, like you can actually just watch it. Mm-hmm. So did you watch it for free or did you pay? I can't remember. I want to say even if I paid, it might have been two, three, maybe four dollars at most. Oh, okay, it's worth that then. If you do it, if you find yeah. it where you get to pay for it, it's worth mm-hmm. watching, and it's worth it's worth the four bucks or whatever. Yeah, I would say so. So let's uh let's get into Tamara Tamara. Uh yeah yeah Tamara Samsonova. At least yeah. that's how I say it. Yeah. Um. So the 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 funny thing about her is I can't find a one hundred percent definite birth date. Everything I had read versus watched or listened to, it always goes back between February 5th, 1947 and April 25th, 1947. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those two dates. Um, so uh, she was born in Uzur, Russia. Um, she moved to Moscow after she graduated high school and went to Moscow State Linguistic University. After she graduated from there, she had moved to uh, St. Petersburg. Uh, and married Alexei Samsonov. Um, 1971, uh, they would settle in uh, what's called Panel House Number 4. I'm not sure if that's an apartment or an actual house, um, but maybe it's just... I, I, I can see that being like an apartment in Russia. Right, like, I'm, just, I'm, in, I'm just assuming that Panel House oh, that could even be like, be a, like could, an That could even be like a townhouse. Like, we don't... Right. Um, so, uh, they had moved in Panel House Number 4 on Dimitrov Street. Uh, she had gotten a job at uh, the Grand Europe Hotel, um, which was mostly regarding like in-tourist travel, which for those who don't know is like foreign traveling type of stuff. Um, there's not really a whole lot that I could find about her early life especially. Um, but uh, 2000, her husband went missing. Um, it said that she had reported him missing in 2005. Uh, but it is alleged that she had killed him and disposed of his body. He was never found dead or alive. Um, she had appealed to police, but nothing had come from it. And after her husband had disappeared, quote, disappeared, uh, she would rent out a room in her apartment. And investigators would, after everything had come out, they would say that she had murdered a 44-year-old man in Norilsk, or from Norilsk, sorry, during an argument they had, and he was a he was a tenant, um, so he he was not able to be identified. Uh, she had dismembered his corpse and disposed of it in the streets, which is a pretty common thing for her to do. She doesn't really hide bodies too well. She just kind of throws them about. Um, so fast forwarding to March of 2015. Uh, she had met a 79-year-old 
uh, named Valentina Nikolaevna Ulanova. Now, let me just go ahead and say this, people. Let me just go ahead and say this. We are awful with last names in general, but this is Russian last names. Mm-hmm. So do not expect, and I don't want to hear anybody, oh, it's actually <laughs> pronounced this. Yeah, no. No, we're going to do the best we can on this one. Sorry. Oh, yeah, and my mom had gotten on me. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but in the Manson episode, we had pronounced one of the last names wrong. It was something that started with an F, I think. She was she was telling me that she had hoped that we would, like, figure it out. Was it but, one of his uh, his followers? I think it was one of his followers, yeah. Um so, yeah, she had made a joke about I am that. so sorry. I'm so uh, no, sorry. I'm sorry, goddammit. I'm so sorry. Um, so, she had met this Ulanova lady. Uh, she lived on the same street, and a mutual friend of the two had asked Ulanova if she could give temporary shelter to Samsonova uh, because her apartment was being renovated. So, Ulanova had agreed, and uh, Samsonova would stay at her apartment for several months, pretty much just helping around the house. Um, she liked living in the house, um, and wanted to stay there longer, pretty much refusing to move out, and over time, their relationship had dissolved, and, uh, Ulanova would ask Samsonova to leave. So, she, Samsonova had decided to kill Ulanova, mm-hmm. and there was some more leading up to it that I'll get into here in a minute, but she decided to poison her. So, she had traveled to Pushkin where she would persuade a pharmacist to sell her phenazepam, which, for those who may not know, it's it's a drug given to you pretty much um, to help with schizophrenia and anxiety. Um, so, mind you, this is illegal, but she somehow persuaded this pharmacist to sell her phenazepam. Uh, so she, she would go back to St. Petersburg, and she would buy Ulanova and Olivier salad which was one of her favorite foods. Um, and Samsonova had put the finazepam in the salad and given it to her. So, um, after this, Samsonova had found Ulanova's body on the floor the same night, which was July 23rd, and would continue to dismember her with uh, two different knives and a hacksaw. Um... And I don't know exactly how true this is, but it, it, it has been said several times that Ulanova was still alive at the time of her murder and dismemberment, um, despite being in a seemingly comatose state. So, she started by... Can you imagine? Oh, oh yeah. Being alive and being dismembered? And I just hope that at the very least she wasn't conscious. Oh, yeah, that would suck. We've, we've seen some dark web, or some like, of those, um, you know, snuff videos where the people are mm-hmm. alive and... They are definitely conscious, and they are definitely well aware of what's happening. So, yeah, yeah I really hope not. I've, I've seen some pretty bad ones. Yeah. Um, so, she would start uh, by decapitating her, and then my notes keep refreshing to the very top. I don't know why it keeps doing that. Um, let me find my spot again. Okay, so uh, she had started by decapitating her, and then she had sawed the body in half. Um, and then she would take the knives and you know what's cut. crazy? I'm sorry to interrupt, but like now that I'm thinking about that, 
for an old woman to be able to like physically. Oh yeah. I mean that's nuts. I mean as I was reading this, I would imagine like how hard it would be for an older person to do something. I mean like there's this. a lot to go through. I mean bones and mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think cutting through somebody that's going through their guts and I mean the intestines would obviously come out, but cutting through their spine and I mean all that yeah. kind of stuff like this and then you got dead weight. Mm-hmm. I mean that would be yeah. Yeah. So um, she would then take the knives and cut her into smaller pieces. And it would take Samsonova several trips to dispose of all the pieces. And she, for whatever reason, still decided to leave other pieces strewn about the house. Um, So CCTV would uh, record this happening. And you can see, you can find videos of Samsonova taking these bags out. Yeah, um, I've seen those. It shows like walk by the steps. mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so... um, and this is kind of fast-forwarding a little bit, um, but when when asked why she did it, she had told police that they had an argument over washing cups, and that was kind of like the final straw for her for whatever reason. Um, so the CCTV footage would record her dumping these bags, like I said, um, and there was even a pot that had contained the head and lungs of Ulanova. And you can find, at the very least, I couldn't find videos, um, but you can, at the very least, find pictures of her carrying the pot downstairs. Yeah, I remember that, too. Um, So, on the evening of July 26th, uh, her decapitated and dismembered torso would be found close to a pond at House 10 on Dimitrov Street, wrapped in a shower curtain. And... It didn't take very long for them to find out who it was. They just kind of went down the street, knocking door to door or whatever. Um, so they they had eventually gotten to Ulanova's door, and Samsonova answered. So they asked if they could come in, and uh, when they when they went in, they had found traces of blood and even a fastening that was torn from a, um, or rather, I think it was torn off from a torn shower curtain. Um, so. They pretty much arrested her immediately. Without a doubt. Um, so, as of today, um, she is she is being investigated for as many as 14 murders and is suspected to have cannibalized several of her victims. Um, and there's no real hard evidence of it, but um, when police were asked if she had cannibalized bodies, they said that it is you know, that, that possibility is not excluded. So it is very possible that she did cannibalize, uh, some of these bodies. Um, I didn't, I didn't get too much regarding black magic because she did have like a, a black magic book that was translated, I think Russian, English, and I think it was either French or Spanish. Um, but pretty much all of her killings were related to black magic. Um, like I said, there's not a whole lot about that to begin with, but, you know, it. I at least wanted to touch on it. I find it interesting enough to at least include, um, albeit, you know, since there isn't a whole lot. Um, but they had found uh, a journal of hers, or a diary, rather. Um, it would detail several mother- murders that had, had occurred, with, one of which would include a confession regarding a former tenant, um... And it would it would cause police to reinvestigate unsolved cases that dated back even as far as twenty years. So, um, and 
you know, obviously this was in Russian. It has been translated to English, so I don't know exactly how accurate it is. Um, but the specific one regarding the tenant said, I killed my tenant, Volodya, cut him into pieces in the bathroom with a knife, put the pieces of his body in plastic bags, and threw them away in different parts of the Fruzensky district. So, it hasn't been confirmed, but it is heavily believed that um, this that Volodya is the tenant, the 44-year-old from Norilsk. Um, but like I said, no one knows for certain. That's just what is believed. So, um, having found her diary, uh, police obviously at this point fear that she could have been responsible for several other murders that they did not know about. Well, they knew about the murders, but they only knew that they occurred. Um, but these other bodies had been found in a similar manner. So it's not hard to link the possibility that it was her, but there is no hard evidence. Um, when she was in court, uh, she had openly admitted to having murdered and decapitated at least 11 people and for whatever reason blew a kiss at the court. And there's Oh, a, yeah, there's a video of that. Yep, yeah. there, there's a video of this. You can watch it. Um, obviously, it's in Russian, so it's not going to make any sense. Um, but at, at one point in court, she had said, quote, I am guilty and I deserve to be punished. So when the judge had said she would be remanded in custody, she had clapped her hands and smiled. <laughs> um, so speaking to journalists after having been remanded in custody, Samsonova would say, I knew you would come. It's such a disgrace for me. All of the city would know. Um, and yeah, how disgraceful. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a shame because there's not much more about this case other than everything I had just said. I mean, like I said, there was a little bit about the black magic stuff. Um, you know, she, she killed who knows how many people. Um, you know, like I said, they've been trying to, you know, re look back into unsolved cases as far back as 20 years, which is a hell of a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, but she, um, she had been admitted to a psychiatric hospital, uh, I think on three separate occasions. And it is, uh, I don't think this was ever confirmed either, but it is heavily suspected that she was schizophrenic, which is not a far stretch. Um, but other than that, that's really all that there is. Um, maybe somewhere deep, in, you know, research, there may be more, but after having read several articles and watched a few documentaries and stuff like that, this was really about all I could find that was very relevant. Um, but... You know what's crazy? What I think is that because it happened in Russia, that it, it just, they're not as like, it's not something that shocks them as hard. Like, I'm not saying that stuff like that happens in Russia right. all the time, but, but they're more like... You know, like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and from what I've read, or from Because they're I've tough heard, bastards. Like, Russians are just known to oh, be yeah. tough fucking people that just kind of brush stuff off, and that's how they are. Yeah. And I have all respect in the world for the Russians for being so mm -hmm. hard-nosed. Like, they're, you know, they're not looking at it like just full-blown flabbergasted. And, you know, if that happened down the street from us, obviously, that's a like a... Everybody would just be up in arms and, holy shit, like, cannot believe this. Like, this... 
not in our community. Like what? Yeah. But you know, in Russia, I guess it's kind of like, I mean, not an everyday thing, but like, they're like, oh, okay, well that's fucked up, but mm -hmm. you know, okay. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, to, to speak about small towns having something like this happen, there was, it was, I want to say 2019 ish, something like that. You know, we had a murder in Shelbyville and, you know, I'm not going to go into detail about it. Um, you know, I, I know, I know the man who committed the murder personally. Um, you know, I, he's, he's a really good friend of mine. The um, guy who committed the murder? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had worked with him. You know, like I said, I won't go into a whole lot of detail about it, but, you know, it's, it's shocking when something like that happens in such a small town. Yeah. Um, but, uh, in, you know, I, I couldn't imagine finding out that, you know, my elderly neighbor, you know, she, she would do all of these things. And, you know, it all, it, we said it before, we'll say it again. It always circles back to, you know, people who look like serial killers aren't always serial killers. People who don't look like serial killers, yeah. you know, they, they very well could be. And it's just another one of those instances where, you know, this old fragile looking lady killed who knows how many people. And that is one of those things. Like, you know, there have been women killers, you know, you know, Eileen Warnos and mm -hmm. Lizzie Borden and, and all these people, but like for a little old lady, and if you see any pictures of her or videos or I mean she she doesn't look all there, but she no. looks like a little Russian old lady. Like Yeah. You know, like doesn't look like uh you know, she looks like somebody that would like complain because you're like stirring the spaghetti too much or you're like you know, like, I don't know, like, she doesn't look like somebody who, and so we went over that before, like, what serial killers could look like, and that there's this misconception that, you know, it's this weird dude with the big glasses and blonde hair, you know, mm -hmm. but usually it's not, so it's like, yeah, um, yeah that's nuts, though, I said, like, the physical strength that you had to have to do that, and uh, did, you mentioned, I said, I'm sorry, I, I was like, there's so much there, did you, did you happen to mention her with her husband missing? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, I mean, they had never found him. So. You know, it, it's it's alleged that she killed him. It's highly. Yeah. And I don't like to do the speculation stuff. I've, I've said that a thousand times. But when you're, when you're charged with potentially a cannibalism and dismembering bodies and murder <laughs> and your husband just happens to be missing and he's been missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, personally, I would say she probably did it, but from a legal standpoint, it is just alleged. There is no hard evidence. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I I don't know, dude. I couldn't imagine... How, I mean, how, how does she feel? I mean, in court, she, I mean, she's clapping and blowing kisses and stuff. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I know shit. How could you not feel like It's even, shit. like, the most hardened killers. Like, you got, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy. Like, when they did their prison prison interviews, I mean, they weren't, like, crying or anything. But they were, like, you, you could, could you could tell they, they were, were defeated. Yeah, they yeah. were defeated almost. You know, and not in the way of, like, oh, we got caught. But they were just, like, you get that time to reflect. Yeah. And you're, like, wow, I'm in trouble for this. I've done all this. Holy shit, I know I'm an evil piece of shit. Mm -hmm. This woman is just, like... Hey, I'm clapping. Hey, you know. Yeah, she's she's like almost excited to yeah, have gotten and, caught, which is fucking weird. Yeah. 
So that like, but I it that that's yeah. I don't I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Maybe we'll have to wait a couple. Of years. I mean, how long ago was that? Like, uh, f- uh twenty fifteen. So it's been happened. some time. Is she still six years? She's still alive. Yeah. So I mean, is there? We haven't been able to find any new. Not really. No. I mean, you know, everything's alleged. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just like with Henry Lucas, a lot of a lot of the shit is alleged. There's no real hard evidence proving one way or the other. Damn, that's like. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which sucks because we were just talking shit. We're about... just talking shit about <laughs> doing alleged stuff. Yeah. But. You know, that that's just how it is sometimes. Sometimes people just... I mean, obviously, it, it's it's very obvious that she had killed, you yeah. know, Ulanova. There is zero doubt about that. Yeah. Um, You know, but... Uh, it, and I, I think I think other parts of her diary, she would talk about cannibalism and shit, but... But signs point to it. Even right. if she had one victim, she's still a mm-hmm. murderer. Absolutely. And her husband's missing and has never been found. And the way she dismembered the like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so obviously, mm-hmm. you know, no one just disappears off the face of the earth for, you know. Yeah. Just disappears. Mm-hmm. You disappear for a certain amount of time. You don't disappear forever without something being. And obviously he wasn't like a, a government official or like a right. the president of Russia that just decided to go into the hiding. He was a normal guy. Yeah. You know, a normal Russian man. I doubt he, you know, went to Honolulu, Hawaii, and is like sipping beat, sipping margaritas on the beach. Yeah. So I mean, like, um, so weird little little add on to that. Uh, if you have ordered a shirt, thank you very much. Absolutely. Uh, we are trying to get more shirts out. Uh, I have a pickup I have to do tomorrow, actually. Okay. Um, of a couple shirts. Okay. Uh, if you want a shirt, please visit Four Corners Custom Hats. On Instagram or Facebook, you'll see a lot of hats and stuff on there. But just message them, tell them that you would like a Murder Shed T-shirt, give them your size, and they will keep in touch with you and mm-hmm. let you know when it's done. They're very good about it. They're fast. The shirts are not good. You're rocking yours right now. Um, so please give Four Corners Custom Hats a look on Instagram. Or I got a hat that they made for me. I have shirts they made for me. They 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 do an awesome job. Absolutely. Very awesome job. Yeah. Definitely give them a look. I said you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, I said mention the murder shed. See if you know. Mm-hmm. I said you might get you a little little, little discount here or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much that. I mean, I think my neighbor's dogs are barking. They are. Yeah, they're these little yappy little bastards. <laughs> it's like I can have. There's like dogs all around mm-hmm. the neighborhood and. These big dogs never bark. It's these little yappy, ankle biting little bastards that want to <laughs> bark, 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 bark. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, shut the, shut the hell up, jeez, like shut the hell up. <laughs> but like, but you know, like, uh, it's just, I feel like this was a very tough episode. It was. It you was... did great. You did great. <laughs> oh, shit. But. Man, dude, I I need that. We we have to hit another episode out next week because I cannot lose this. I can't go into another episode with this fuzzy. My yeah. brain's fuzzy. I'm uh, I don't have all my information ready. Uh, ugh. Oh, new text chainsaw massacre coming out. We just talked about before yep. we started. Absolutely on Netflix, February eighteenth, which is my son's birthday, which is 
awesome. That'll Hell be good. Yeah. That'll be a good gift for him. Um, February eighteenth, twenty twenty two. Chucky season two is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream five mm-hmm. coming out next year. Prey, the new Predator movie. Yeah, new Predator movie coming out next year. Uh, shit, like there's. All kinds. Of, I might even be forgetting one. I, uh, Halloween. The black, get, the black phone. Yep. Halloween ends. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, think about all that. Leatherface, Chucky, Ghostface, Michael Myers, all in one year. Yeah. New it's stuff. It's a good year for horror. It is a very good year for horror. So that's awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and cut it short because these dogs are pissing me off. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, you're going to have that. Yeah. You know, we're not in a fucking studio, mm-hmm. you know, up in some building or something like that with a soundproof wall. That'd be awesome. But that's not the case. This is the murder shed, not the, you know. Mm-hmm. So, we can't sell out, you know. We got to stay in the shed. Absolutely. Because then I can't call it the murder shed. Like, no, I'd have to no call it the, the, the I'd have to call it, like, the murder room. Yeah. That's, which sounds which good, too. It's yeah, that's a good, name. yeah, it's kind of a cool name, too. So, if we ever do move into a more, you know, luxurious recording studio or something like that, we'll call it the murder room. If that works for you. That works for me. Sweet. Yeah, and if any of y'all want to donate to the Get Gavin and Stewart in an Office Fund, oh, hey. we don't have one, but you can. Hey. <laughs> if, if you want to contribute to a name change, please do. Also, you can go on and be a channel member on our... You can check us out on Spotify. Uh, check, us, check out our Instagram page. Breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, CastBox. Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts. YouTube, you know, get us some more views on YouTube. They're on, what is, I think it's Spotify or Anchor. On Anchor, you can go on and become a channel member. And you, it's like, I think I said it for like $3.99 a month or something like that. And if you become a channel member, we will give you shout outs. Uh, you'll get random rewards and stuff, like mm-hmm. gifts and stuff throughout the month. Uh, you'll be ch- putting in pots for that, like t-shirts and posters and yeah. murder shed type stuff. I'm going to pick something off the murder shed wall and send it off to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff, like all the perks that come with, and I don't want to be one of those channels or things where it's like, you know, oh, pay us this money and, you know, we'll just give you a shout out. No, right. I don't want to do that. I will, if you become a member, I'll shout you out every episode. And as I said, you'll be put in the drawing every month for, and something. hell, if, if we only get three channel followers, your chances of winning something every month are pretty well, high. Lot, yeah. yeah. So, I mean... That would be awesome, and we'd appreciate it. We'd like to keep doing this more and more and more. That would be great. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up for tonight. Our personal love and gratitude. Yeah. I mean, you all have that already, but now there's like a monetary thing behind it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, said, I just don't want this to become that. We're not doing this as a job. This isn't, right. a, this isn't a job. This is fun. It's a hobby. We enjoy it. We we. And I know all these channels, like, we love our listeners. We love, you know, and they don't know jack shit about their listeners. We don't love all of you because we don't know all of you. So I can't say that I love you. I'm not going to lie. But we do appreciate you. That is the truth. Absolutely. I mean, I appreciate everybody listening. There are people that listen that I do love because I love ones who listen to this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to be one. I don't want to be one of those people like on YouTube that's like, I love you all. You know, you have a million followers. You don't love everybody. I'm sorry, you don't. You don't even know half of them. Right. You don't even know, you know, you don't even know a quarter of them. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you because we really do. Every listen helps. Uh, we're in like what, like five or six different countries now. I think eight or nine. Oh wow, yeah. See, because so. I think I think on one of the pictures, I'll pull it up right now. I think on one of the pictures you had it. Um, you had like I had like eight countries, but New Zealand wasn't one of them. It wasn't. I don't think so. No, no. I could have swore I put New Zealand. 
I don't think on, on that one. I would have to go back and check, but I don't think on that one. Well, shout out to New Zealand. Shout out to Germany. Shout out to uh, United Kingdom, Bahrain or Bahrain or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, Bahrain. Yeah, I think, that's what, I think that's how it's pronounced. I could be wrong. Yeah, we're we're not very good with things like that. I literally writing a book, and I'm I'm. You would think that I would be more, you know, <laughs> word savvy, but I guess I'm not. Last names. I think it's just last names and stuff. It's such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time we do something, we, 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 you know, we research somebody. I run into a name where I'm like, I'll, I'll be researching it. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this on the podcast. I'm going to sound stupid. And it's like, I would like to have one podcast episode where we don't get any last names wrong or any names wrong. Yeah. We, you know, and we should, we should have my mom do that. She could just be like hey. our, our resident last name. Yeah. So mom, when you listen to this, just know that you're, you're in this now. You're our last name person. Yeah. I mean, so we, this way you, you call us out. So now yeah, this you, you got to put yourself in the position this way. When we fuck up on a podcast, yeah. you know, you don't have to come to me after and be like, Hey, you dumb. She doesn't call me a dumb piece of shit, but that was a joke I was going to lead into. Just oh, yeah. call me a dumb piece well, of shit. Well, I thought she thought I was but, a fucking piece of shit. Oh, like, no. cause I'm just, I can't pronounce names. No, she was just giving me shit. Was she like, hey, you know, Stuart's dumb piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, make sure he gets names right or he's going to be like, <laughs> what's up? Yeah. Did they no. get their shirts? Yes. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. We got, a, we got a picture. I totally forgot to send it to you, but yeah, we got a picture with them and everything. Good. Uh, as I said, everyone else listening that has not got their shirt yet, I am picking them up tomorrow. It, it, we had a little little problem with the person who makes the shirt had a personal problem, mm-hmm. makes the shirts. Uh, so I had to kind of give them time to deal with that. I didn't want to be like, hey, where's our where's our fucking shirts at? Exactly. Sorry you're dealing with this family issue. Where the fuck's our shirts? Um, so they are here. They are done. I just have to pick them up. I will be doing that tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I will be getting everyone their shirts out to them. I want to get up. I want everyone who has a shirt or gets a shirt to send us a picture on Instagram. Send Gavin a picture, whatever. And most of your yeah. people anyways. Send send us a picture. I'd like to get a big collage of everybody with their shirts. That Absolutely. Would be, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, yeah. So we appreciate everybody, all the listeners. All the boys and ghouls out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will see you in the next one. Absolutely. Peace.